There's this song called I Surrender, and it's the most beautiful song. Hillsong sings it. And I I would literally listen to that over and over and I would just I would just cry and it just hit home. And yeah, I did surrender and I did give up a lot of my Hollywood Mm -hmm. life and decided, you know, I don't want to live that lifestyle. I want to move back down here. I could still drive up there. It's not that far, but like, what do I really want? Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. I am here today with a super star. I am super blessed to have just read her book, Choices. Adrena Patridge is an amazing woman who's been on quite a journey. You maybe have seen her on the hills. Maybe you're like me and you grew up watching her or you've seen her in countless magazines or you've stumbled upon her Instagram or maybe you're a follower. She is amazing and she is here today and she is and has bared it all for us to help serve us especially my women. And I just have so much respect for you. I really do. Mm. And I know God is smiling down on you and he's so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, writing that book was really hard and God was a big part of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I talk about that in the book too. And just even with going through my divorce and it being public and having to go to the courthouse and, you know, I just, yeah, God was a big part of it just to get through that hard time in my life. Yeah, yeah. It's so evident that you've just like leaned into your faith. And I want to dive in to that during this show. But let's just like take us back. Like, okay. what, like take everybody <laughs> back. Like, how did this even begin? Like, were you just like, I want to be a reality TV star? Like, how did you stumble upon it? Or were you seeking it out? Tell us your whole journey. Well, I didn't even know what reality TV was back then. Like, there was the Nick and Jessica Simpson show. Yeah. Uh, there was, like, Road Rules or some of those oh, MTV yeah. shows, but yeah. that's it. So I moved to L.A. I was doing modeling and a little bit of acting and music video acting um, and, like, when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 18, I moved to L.A., um, And I talk about this in the book too, but I did go to OCC here in Orange County. Mm -hmm. Originally, I wanted to be a psychologist because I felt like I was a therapist for all my friends anyways. And I just loved helping people and listening and like, I don't know, I was always that person people came to. So it just felt natural and I loved it. I loved helping people. But I really, like in my heart, I loved acting and modeling in the entertainment industry and it just, I don't know, it, it sparked something in me and it like made me feel alive. So I mm-hmm. moved to LA when I was 18 
and I got a job at Coyote Studios. And um, where I lived at that time, I was laying out by the pool. And Adam DeVello, who was the producer and creator of Laguna Beach with Lauren Conrad and Kristen yes. and everybody, um, he was there scouting the apartment complex out for Lauren and Heidi. Okay. So he came up to me, and of course I kind of thought, oh God, who's this cheesy producer right. on another one, or is this a club guy? Like, what right. do you want? Right, right. <laughs> um, but he was legit, and he loved my story and the fact I had my established group of friends there and the nights I went out and I lived up there. I had a real job, which was at a huge photo studio. So it, I was there. One of their first L.A. friends, Whitney and I, were... So we were kind of casted. Yeah. Um, and two weeks later, I started filming. I had no idea what I was in for, but I thought, you know what? This will be good practice for me to get comfortable in front of cameras. Of course. And just, why not? I don't know what it is, but I'm yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say yes and figure it out later. Mm -hmm. And then how many years later were you filming? Oh my gosh. How many seasons? I mean, literally, it's like the number one reality show. Yeah. You know, it went on for a long time. We had six seasons, but like, I don't know if it started at fourth season or fifth, but we had fifth season was 5A and 5B. Then we had 6A and 6B. So instead of six, you know, we should have went like five, six, seven, eight. It could have kept going, but we were. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. what was it like the first time this comes out and like suddenly people are knowing who you are or was, was it like momentum or was it like a slow process? Honestly, I think it kind of, it all happened so fast and people really connected. They loved the show. It was shot like an, a soap opera, Yeah. but it was a reality show and Adam, the producers did such an incredible job with that show and mm -hmm. just the formula. They had it down. They knew it worked. The music was great because it was MTV. Yeah. Um, but it almost happened overnight. I yeah. just, I remember the first time I went to the airport because I always looked at myself and felt like I'm just a normal person. Right. Um, I never really thought of myself like that. And when you live in LA, you're around a lot of famous people. Yeah. So you're just used to being around it totally and it doesn't feel like that because yeah. nobody's really asking for your autographs or screaming and crying in LA yeah but when you go to the airport and go to different states it's a different story right yeah so that was my first experience was at the airport and this girl came up to me and she was screaming and like shaking and just kept staring at me I was like oh my god are you okay ah. hi <laughs> And she's like, can I have a hug? Oh my God, I love you. I'm going through the same thing as you with the whole Justin thing. Yeah. And she started opening up to me and just telling me all these private things at the airport. And it was kind of surreal to me because she felt like I was her best friend, but I had no idea. I've never met the person. Right. Yeah. So you're like, this is interesting. Yeah. Did it, did it like motivate you to want to share more on the show? Like, like, did you like that feedback or was it just kind of interesting? It was okay. interesting. Yeah. And I think with some people I did, and then there were other people that would come up to me at like grandma's at the mall, <laughs> like mothers. And they're like, they would mother me and be like, 
what are you thinking with Justin Bobby? Like, do you know what kind of guy that is? And I was like, no, 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 you don't know everything. Right. Like, and then I'm like explaining myself to these strangers. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? This yeah. is so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, that's got to be so weird. And and, and the thing, and, and I've heard you talk about this, is like, you're on this show. And like, maybe like some of like, some of it's like true. Yeah. But then of course, it's reality TV show, and they mm-hmm. want to make it great. And so then they ask you to do certain things or play it up yeah. or whatever. And so there's got to be this battle of the mind, I would, I would bet where you're like, thinking yourself, well, that's not really accurate. It's for the show. Yeah, there is a lot of those moments. And gosh, in my 20s, I'm not going to lie, alcohol helped me do it. Yeah. And it's so bad looking back now because if I, I would have been in a whole different place, you Mm. know. Um, But when you're filming a reality show, there is a lot of pressure to amp it up and to be dramatic, be confrontational. Because if you don't get camera time and you're not in that episode, you're not getting paid or you're just going to get booted out because there's always someone new that'll replace you. So, you know, and there's a lot of pressure to be like, well, this is, this is happening. You either, you know, and then they call your team and say that you're not cooperating or, and I never got that call. Yeah. I was the one that would actually have my team call. I'd be calling my lawyer being like, they're not letting me leave. And I don't want to do this scene because it's, I don't care. Like, yeah, this isn't what really, what's really happening. So I wore my heart on my sleeve too much and I had to learn how to separate the two and compartmentalize. And Mm. that helped me a lot. Mm, Yeah. Like work from reality, even though it's reality TV show. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Was there ever like, what was a moment where you were like in it and you're like, like, I got to do this. And there was that moment of like, you know, your spirit being like, no, this is wrong, but you just did it anyways. There's been a few of those. Um, I think the one in particular from the old hills in the beginning, Justin and I had a scene. I lived in the back house at Lauren's house, and there was a pool, and we had a scene together, and I guess it was kind of, I was in the pool, and Justin was sitting there talking to me. We were having a talk, and it was kind of a boring scene, Mm -hmm. so Adam came out, and he's like, Adrina, can I talk to you for a second? Like, you know, we need, we got to spice this up or do something, you guys. And I was like, well, Justin, give me something. I don't know, jump in or can I pull you in? Or like, I don't know, what can we talk about or, or fight about? I don't know. Like, what do you want us to do? And he's like, would you be willing to take your top off and throw it at Justin and get him to come in? And Justin was my boyfriend. I was comfortable with him. So I was like, well, like, you know, well, after the fact, I did it. Yeah. And then after I was like, well, God, my grandma's going to watch this now. Right. Like, what did I just do? Like, what yeah. are they going to show? Um, so there was that moment. And then another moment where, gosh, when, oh, it was in the newer, the Hills New Beginnings. Mm-hmm. And Sean Stewart was on. And um, they kept trying to pressure me to date him on the show. And, you know, they wanted us to be together. But yeah. I just, I was like, I'm not ready to be in a relationship. And there's no chemistry. I can't force something that's not there. And it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. So they had him come to San Diego to surprise me. And at that point, Heidi, <laughs> Heidi was so fun. But we were both just like, you know what? 
we're just going to have fun. We're not going to let anything stop us from having fun. And we kept drinking champagne and champagne and champagne. And that night, the producers, you know, I was super vulnerable and just like, yeah. And they're like, we need, if you want a third season, you, everyone will thank you for it, but you need to carry this and you need to kiss Sean tonight. And I was like, what? Wow. Like, so we're not going to get a third season unless I kiss Sean. Like I've never kissed anyone except for Justin on this show. And he was my boyfriend. Like, why would I just go kiss Sean? And so that's where they were like, Adrena, you have to do this. You know, it was so much pressure. And then, you know, of course there's alcohol and more champagne. I'm like, ugh. So I was so frustrated. They wouldn't let it down. And so I was like, fine, let me just have another glass and I'll try, I'll try. So chugged another glass and we were sitting there and you could see all in my face. I was like, not into it. And poor Sean, it wasn't his fault. It's just when you do something against your wheel, your wheel, when you do something against your will, you can't hide it. And I don't have a poker face. Yeah. 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 so, So watching that episode was so cringy and it was almost like I was being so mean to Sean, but it's not, wasn't his fault. I don't want to kiss him. Yeah. And I forced myself and I was like, didn't want to. And you could see it all over my face. Yeah. So that how, was, no. How did you feel like after, like, you know, you, here's what I imagine. You're, you're filming, you're, you're working, but then you go home. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think? What do you feel? At that point, and I told Sean, I looked at him like, you know, this is just for show, right? This is yeah, you're not real. Yeah, yeah. This is not real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is literally my show life, not my real life. And I think at that point, he understood that too. So we were kind mm-hmm. of on the same page. But then going home, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, people yeah. are going to believe all of this. Yeah. And... I was going through so much personally in my real life that I could not open up about or film Mm -hmm. about none of my real life. So I had to do, you know, this show life and I had a lot Mm. of different storylines. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is acting. I can do it. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm playing my real self, like I'll explain it later. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What was going on in your real life? You know, just a lot of court stuff, legal Mm -hmm. stuff that I couldn't speak about. And with my ex and my daughter Mm -hmm. and, you know, the transition in my real life of I would be crying, reading an email and shaking off camera. And then I had to walk into a scene and be happy and like pull it together. So that was the hardest thing for me. Mm. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, perception. It's Mm -hmm. like people perceive you they can have one glimpse there can be the the show can be on in someone's living room and they're they they see one scene and then they that's just what who they think you are right they don't see all the facets they don't watch your instagram they don't you know they didn't read the book choices right they don't they don't know all that stuff and have you ever felt like that tug of war of like or maybe now since you've evolved literally so much it's so beautiful to see what has transcended and, and actually the real you that's coming out like it's always been there now it's just like coming yeah. out like have you ever had that tug of war of like I want people to know who I really am 
I do. I did. Even in my late twenties, when you know we were under contract, you weren't allowed to say anything about the show or speak the truth. And so once we were allowed to, it was kind of like we can finally speak our truth. And mm. you know, like, and then we had social media too, which yeah. back then we didn't have that. So yeah. all people knew you know, is what they read on blogs or in mm-hmm. Us Weekly or the, all the mm-hmm. tabloids or whatever we said in an interview, that was it. Now, one thing that's great about social media is that you have a voice yeah, and you are accessible and you can interact with your fans and speak your truth. Yeah, I love that so, so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey there, we will be back to our conversation here in just a second. But what I wanted to share with you is something so game-changing that we've been working on. We are gonna be hosting our first ever It Factor Personal Branding Bootcamp here coming up at the end of August. And what this is all about is helping you really get to the truth of who you are, what your message is, and what you're meant to put out in this world. I am so excited to work intimately with 50 individuals to really extract your God-given it factor, but help you create a strategic game plan that will help amplify your message. This is a deep dive weekend filled with training, yacht cruises, photo shoots, you name it, that is going to really help fill up your tank, your belief tank in yourself and in what you are meant to do in this world. If this interests you at all, please send me a DM with the word bootcamp at it's Emily on Instagram, and we'll be sure to secure your spot as we're filling up very fast. Look forward to hearing from you soon. So you talk about this, that, you know, you were married and you were in a very toxic relationship. How long did that last? You know, my ex and I, we were off and on for 10 years, but we were only together consistently for one year. And that's Mm. when I was pregnant. Wow. And even when we were together in a relationship for a year, um, he was still gone for six months of that year because he was traveling. Um, but in my early twenties, I think it was just this, it was more about being comfortable and, you know, we would see each other, something would happen or there was cheating or fighting or something going on. And then we'd break up, wouldn't see each other for six months. And then he'd come back to the States And, you know, he had this awakening and something changed him and he did seem different. And I was like, wow, maybe he really did change this time. So then I'd give him a chance. We'd get back together. And then eventually, you know, things would just start spiraling back into how it used to be. So there really wasn't a change. I just gave way too many benefits of the doubt. Yeah. And And you just let him walk all over you. Yeah, I did. And I think at that time too, it's like we were, I guess our relationship wasn't like a normal relationship. 
I was on a TV show. I was also doing movies and I was also going to Europe, going to Australia, going everywhere, yeah. you know, co-hosting American Music Awards or the VMAs or the Bill like yeah. different shows everywhere. And we weren't together consistently. We didn't live in the same city. So I didn't really know what a real relationship was supposed to be like. Totally. I just liked that comfort of when we were together. Mm -hmm. It's like I felt safe because there were so many people around me taking advantage or, you know, lying to me or just wanted to be my friend for a certain reason, for information or, you know, different yeah. things. Yeah, so he was like this consistent guy for over, you know, dang near a decade. Yeah. It makes sense. You know, but then when this true colors come out or is toxic or narcissistic behavior, like, oof, yeah. balancing all that, yeah, balancing that would be so hard. Mm -hmm. And I think when I had my daughter, Kira, that's when my eyes were finally opened and I wasn't being pulled in a million different directions and having to travel. I was grounded and I had a purpose and my purpose and my priority was to be a mother and the best mother. Yeah. And, you know, I turned a lot of different roles down and opportunities that would have, you know, my career would have taken off. But at that time in my life, I just felt like I wasn't ready for that and mm -hmm. I needed to be a mother. And I was trying the best I could with my ex to make our relationship work for the sake of our daughter. Yeah. Which, come to find out, isn't always the best thing. Yeah, no, so, it's not. It yeah. is, I, I grew up in that. I grew up with a single mom, and I okay. always say, like, that's why I'm so strong, because of, you know, her. But at first, yeah. she tried to make it work just to do it, and it was like, it's, it, it, no, this is horrendous, yeah. you know? Um, so, so did you get pregnant before you were married? I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I did get pregnant before I was married. And then because I was pregnant, I was freaking out because in our family, you don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. You get married yeah. first. And then I did it all backwards. I don't know. So I was like, very like, we have to get married. Like we're going to have a child together. Mm -hmm. We have to get married. We have to change our lifestyle. Like we have to make this work. Um, and I was determined. I was a fighter. I don't yeah. give up. I'm such a determined person, almost yeah. to a fault at yeah. times. And I feel like you're loyal. And very loyal. Yeah. 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 So I gave it all. We tried. We were married for nine months. And, you know, I think after we got married, it, it almost was worse than it had ever been. Mm. And that opened my eyes because if that a child and being married wasn't going to change someone and make them worse, nothing was. Mm -hmm. And I, I was, that was it. It was like, I had to rip the bandaid and I had my family. And I think with it going public and having the support of my fans mm -hmm. that I, I was so afraid of in the beginning and trying to hide everything, mm -hmm. it actually helped me. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You know, I think when we're keeping secrets, it's, it's so hard and we live in shame. And I did that for a moment in my life where there was like some real dark stuff going on, but I was keeping secrets yeah. and it just like hindered me. It hindered my energy. It hindered the way I live my life. It was just like this battle. Right. Yeah. And so like that freedom, there's so much freedom and peace of mm -hmm. just being like, this is the way it is. Here's what's going on. And like, we're healing and dealing. Yes. You feel that? Yep. And that's what I've learned too. 
everybody has an opinion and a judgment. And yeah. it's like, if you're true to yourself and honest with what you're going through and yeah, everybody makes mistakes, mm -hmm. you know, but those are my mistakes. Those mm -hmm. are your mistakes. And that's for us mm -hmm. to learn and move forward with. Yeah. And that's our relationship with God too. Yeah. It's like, you know, everybody loves to give advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the, he's the one to judge and talk to for yeah. sure. You know, I, when I was, I believe it was in your book that I was reading where you were talking about like the night before your wedding and like, I deeply resonated in my own way. I got married super young and you should, he's the best, you know, he's a great guy. I'm not mm -hmm. going to say that, but like, it was like pressure, pressure, pressure. Mm -hmm. And when, when I was listening to you talk about, you know, your sisters and you're like, didn't know if you wanted to get married or should, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so major. This is like getting married, but yeah. like, what, can you take us back to that? moment of like, dang, I don't want to do this, but you did. Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, the weeks leading up to that, the weeks leading up to our marriage, there were so many huge fights and there's so many like dark, bad things going on. But I, you know, it's like you show up, you put a smile on your face. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to work out the kinks. We could do this. Mm -hmm. Marriage is going to change everything. Yeah. Um, and that night before, my sister knew, and she just was like, Drina, why are you doing this? Like, let's just get Kira, get on a plane and go. Let mom and dad deal with it. Let's just get out of here and go to another island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were in Hawaii, and I was like, we can't because, you know, there's so many people here that flew here from Australia, that flew here from you know, California, like all over, Yeah. like they spent so much money. Dad spent so much money. Like I can't let everyone down. It was more about, I was so worried about everyone else. Mm. Yeah. And you know, after I did get divorced, half of the people at that wedding told me, I wish we would have told you we were going to tell you, we knew it wasn't going to work out. We saw and heard things and like, we wish that we would have told you. And I was like, well, everyone's coming out now yeah. telling me this. Yeah, but of course. Even yeah. if they did, I probably would have just did what I wanted. I was yeah. so hard headed. Yeah. And you had to learn your lesson. And yeah. what like so many people listening to this right now, I'm sure they're like, oh, my gosh, in some way, shape or form, they people, please. They put up with this. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like you're like you've just gotten over this, this big, this big a like hurdle, a hurdle like. <laughs> demon in your life, yes. whatever we want to call it. Like what advice can you give on that? Like how have you, what have you learned? What, you know, just to not be a people pleaser. You know, it's hard at times, um, but just setting boundaries and mm. saying no. And if someone keeps pushing you and pushing you and guilting you and shaming you, it's like, I said no. Yeah. And I either like, will hang up or just walk away yeah. or it's like, then they're not respecting you. Yeah. Um, but it's also putting yourself first, putting your children first. Mm. Um, and sometimes if you need that extra strength, you know, and I yeah. know that this person's super pushy and it's going to be really hard yeah. to not people please. Um, I do say a little prayer or just mm. ask for that strength mm -hmm. and it usually helps. Yeah. Um, and I think also my sister or my therapist, I go still go to therapy. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I can't live without yeah. it. Yeah. 
you need someone to hold you accountable or someone to be your advocate and to kind of give you strength. You can't do it alone. You need your friends. You need those people around you to Mm -hmm. keep you strong. Yeah. Those safe people, Mm -hmm. those safe, you know, I, I have that in, in one of my great friends and, and then in my fiance and like, they'll call BS. They'll help me. Cause sometimes here's the thing, like you get so we get so caught up in our worlds, right? You're yeah. busy. Mm-hmm. You're doing this. You're you're crushing it. You're making things happen. Now you're, you're like a mother. You're yeah. literally responsible, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like all this stuff can happen so quickly that if you don't have a couple people that truly love you, yep. that will bless you, tell you the great things, but they'll also be like, meh, I don't think that's for you, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. like it's so important to have those close friends. And it's so cool you have that in your sisters. Yeah, yeah my sisters and my sister-in-law, they're my best friends, like the closest people to me. And thank God, you know, for my family, because I don't know what I would do without them. Yeah, yeah, solid, yeah. solid family life, it seems like you have. Did you grow up a believer? Yeah, we grew up going to church, my okay. mom. Yeah, she. we grew up singing all the, she would sing in the car all the time, like, We'd have to wear our Sunday's best. She curled our hair every Sunday. We had to wear dresses and yeah, you know, we didn't, we would go like, it's almost like we would go and burst and then, you know, if life would come up or things would happen and then we would not go, but we would always be going throughout the year, not every weekend, but we knew who God was. We knew how to pray. You know, we had to say a prayer at dinner before bed so my mom really put that in us to know, like, when we would have a hard time, mm. who to turn to and what was right or wrong. Mm. So did you feel that when you lived in L.A.? I did. And I, you know, yeah. when I moved to L.A., I pulled away from church. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I did get sucked into the mm-hmm. Hollywood scene because you're just surrounded by people that are saying yes and giving you whatever you want. Right. And there's parties and there's this and at so-and-so's house and you go, 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 and there's pressure and just, you're being pulled. And then with alcohol and, you know, there's everything, it's just, it sucks you in. And if you don't, I would have my mom call me or she didn't hear from me every three or four days. And she's like, what are you doing? Get your butt down here. We're coming up to get you. You need to come down and like chill out. Like, I know you're young, you're having fun, but you're, you know, you need to come home. So I had that, which I was grateful for. And you can tell, uh, someone DM'd me last night because I'm listening to your book and loving it and posted it. And she was like, oh my gosh, she's my favorite. Like, yeah, like just so many people freaking out, you know, and I can tell even though if you weren't pursuing your faith at that time, you can tell like your spirits, you have an angelic soul and it's like, you're, you've always been protected, even though like you've gone to the, to the other end. And, Mm -hmm. And when, when I first moved to LA, people would say to me, okay, you're either going to go to the dark side or the light side. And you know, they're just, they're so concerned. But when you're in the vortex and you're in the, you don't even realize because yeah. it's a whole different space. Mm-hmm. And, but, but in the back of your mind, if you've had, you just faith, got the goosebumps. <laughs> it's <so> true. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. And, and you're in, and listen, like you have a spirit and a soul of, uh, of an achiever of not even an achiever, but you're, you're, you're prolific. Like you're meant to be 
on camera. You're meant to be speaking. You're a leader. And so it's only natural that you were like, okay, acting, what can I do? Because there's a there's that fighter, that, yeah, that girl. There's a pull. Yeah, there's a pull. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, um, I, I went away from my faith, like didn't pursue God, but then came back. Mm-hmm. And when I was really broken, because there was really, I'm like, what else do I do at this point? And it's the biggest blessing because it felt like that's what reconnected me mm-hmm. to my creator. And, you know, I wondered, have you had that moment where you're like, I'm just going to surrender mm-hmm. and give it all to God and come back home? Yes. There's this song called I Surrender and uh. it's the most beautiful song. Hillsong sings it. And yeah. I, I would literally listen to that over and over and I would just, I would just cry and it just hit home. And yeah, I did surrender and I did give up a lot of my Hollywood life Mm -hmm. and decided, you know, I don't want to live that lifestyle. I want to move back down here. I could still drive up there. It's not that far, but like, what do I really want? Like, so that's kind of where I'm at right now is like, what do I want? And Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what I want because, you know, I do love speaking and helping people and I do love TV. That's all I know. Hosting. It's like, I'm good at it. I love it. And I love interacting with people. So it's trying to find my, my, I don't know. Here's the deal. (laughs) When you can have your values and your, I call them your standards. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can still play in those lanes, but you are, you're the ace in the deck, meaning like how they play, you don't play that way. Mm -hmm. And it just takes having that like strong grit of standards of like, I I don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, um, I think, do you go to Ocean's Church? Yes. So I do. Do you go there too? Natalie does too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, we have to sit by each other. Oh, we do. I watched it the last few weeks online, Yeah. but I was going to saddle back Okay. And then when Rick left, I couldn't connect with the new pastor as yeah. much. I still yeah. love it. I'll go there sometimes. Yeah. But everyone was like, you have to go to Oceans. It's amazing. The music, just like you feel the Holy Spirit and the, the worship. Like, And I went and I felt it. And my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law and I were sitting there and like they were talking, I forget what they were talking about, something with God and just, Have it was something mark. so enlightening. Yeah. And the wind blew and all the rain just like fell off the tent. And I was, we looked at each other and we're like, Oh my gosh, we just got the goosebumps. Like you feel the Holy spirit. And that's something that was like, okay, this is our church. Yeah. 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 So I recently moved around February from Santa Monica to Orange County. And a huge part of it was to go to oceans Mm -hmm. because I went once and I used to go to church in LA um, mosaic, if yeah. you've heard of that. Yeah. And, but I went to oceans and same thing. I was like, it's like the spirits activated. Yes. Like you just feel like, yeah, like, like un- I got the goosebumps again. Yeah. <laughs> like unleashed. And, and yeah. since I have made it a priority to either listen, like if I'm on a plane, I always say if I'm traveling, speaking, I will listen to it, but otherwise go if we're home. Mm-hmm. I have seen like level 10 unlock, like spiritually, and even just in my mental health mm-hmm. and joy, it's just, there's nothing like it. No, 
there isn't. And, you know, I try to get my friends that are kind of like, no, I'm too tired. I'm like, just get up and meet me there. Yeah. Let's go. Yes. Like, trust me. Yes. It's going to wake you up like yeah. in so many ways. Mm, so, so, so good. Yeah, I think that's so important too. And I, you know, listening, I listen to Rick Warren's yeah. daily devotional every day and I just like, it just keeps you on the right track mm-hmm. and like, it really does help you with everyday life and just things that you go through that yeah. sometimes you don't know you're going to go through, but subconsciously from reading the Bible or listening to the mm-hmm. sermons, like something you'll be like, Oh, I know how to do with this. Rick mm-hmm. said this, or, you know, or I learned this at oceans or like, you know, it helps you get through that moment or know how to 100. deal with certain types of people that, you know, get to you sometimes a hundred percent yeah it's it's just it's like therapy I mean it's better mm-hmm. I mean I always say like I start my day with the word of God yep. prayer and praise and I'm like that's like how I battle the world yeah you know that's what they say every morning yeah. that you should because it starts your day it sets mm-hmm. the tone for mm-hmm. the day are you sharing that with your daughter like is she going yeah we yeah. both have prayer journals oh. so at night she has her journal, I have mine, and we just write, you know, she doesn't want me to read hers all the yeah. time, but yeah. sometimes I'll flip through it. And she prays a lot for um, our dog, Lady, which passed a few weeks oh, ago. I'm so and I'm sorry. like, oh, Kira, she misses Lady. Yeah. Um, but it's really cute. It's just, you know, and she goes to a Christian school, so she knows about God and she knows how to pray at all at the Christmas, Thanksgiving. She says the prayer for the family and it's really, yeah, she's like a powerful little girl. Like she's so, it's amazing. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, Are you dating at all? You know, not really. I've met a couple people here and there. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it's, it's so hard and, Mm It's so hard to find, meet anyone here in Orange County or LA or, or maybe I just haven't, I don't know. I I was dating someone and when my niece died in February, Mm. I just opened my eyes to everything Mm -hmm. and like almost, she's almost like a catalyst. Like it just put life in perspective and changed everything moving forward for me. So I don't know. I have high standards now and like yeah. I might be a little too guarded, but I'm still working on opening my heart and being more vulnerable. And um, it's different dating with a daughter. Yeah. Um, and I have Kira, you know, 24 seven. So yeah. if I have a babysitter or anything, it's yeah. like she's always on my mind or like I have to rush back. It's it's hard. Yeah. How old is she? She's just turned seven. Okay. So she's older now where it's a little easier. Yeah. Where she's like, okay, mommy, she knows I'm coming home. Yeah. She, you know, I explain things to her right. so she understands. But I get it though. Like if you're going to bring a man into her life, you want them, they need to be solid or the, yeah. you know, it's a whole different thing to navigate. And, you know, after I ended a series of bad relationships and I was like, what, like I'm repeating trends from like what I saw growing up. Yeah. Um, what I did is I went to the beach in Malibu and I took a journal and I'm like, I am going to pursue God and pursue peace and getting better. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And if a, if a guy walks into my life, great. Yeah. But what, what do I need him to have? And so I wrote a list of, of 20 things okay. and my mentor was like, Emily, 20 is a lot. Let's just reel <laughs> it back like five. So what's the five things that you will not budge on? And number one was 
loves Jesus. I love that. And number two was can lead me because as a powerful woman who makes our own choices, we're, we're, you know, but it's exhausting. I want a man who's a leader. That could take care yeah. of you. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I'm like, if he loves the Lord, he's going to be a great leader mm-hmm. and he's going to, you know, hopefully not cheat on me or do all these toxic things that have happened. Right. Yeah. And so one month later I met my fiance. Wow. Yeah. But then he I, had all the 20 qualities. <laughs> Well, he's got five, you know, he's, got to <laughs> um, but why I share this with you is because I got so clear on what I wanted mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't want to raise a man. Yeah. I don't want to raise anybody. Mm-hmm. And for you, you're already raising a seven-year-old. Yeah. Yes. That's how <laughs> I feel. And if, as soon as I see that a guy is needy or needs too much attention oh. and like, like I can't already have one of those. Like yeah. I just I don't have it in me. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you need a secure yeah. man because mm-hmm. you are out there. You know you're doing your thing, and he's got to be so secure. Yeah, secure, integrity, loves yeah. Jesus, yeah. loyal. Um, and with like uh, kids, they've got to be good with kids. And kids are so intuitive and animals. You know yeah. they know. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. But again, with Kira, my daughter, it's like, it's learning when to introduce that person to her. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, it's usually like a couple of the guys I dated, I would never bring her around alone. I would always go with groups to kind of see the interaction or see how she was or, you know, she's so used to having me all the time that if anyone takes too much of my attention, she's like, mommy, you're ignoring me. I'm like, Kira. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm just having a conversation. You could go play, you know, like give me 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's hard, but I love your top. What were your other three? That was loves Jesus, um, can lead you. Yeah. And and is is motivated. So doing his his own thing, Mm -hmm. because being a woman that is driven, it's like I don't want to be the star of the show all the time. You know, like you've got to have your own thing that you're working on. I don't want him to get lost in my identity, Mm -hmm. which can easily happen with a powerful woman. And then you don't have that polarity. So it's like you lose that attraction for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then health because it's such a big deal to me. And I just Mm -hmm. feel like if you don't respect yourself, like, you know. Yeah. And that with health, that, you know, self-discipline, self-control, motivation, that all comes Mm -hmm. with it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are really good ones. Yeah. So I like, just do it. Like, trust me. I'm going to make a list. Yeah. Let's make a list (laughs) for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to switch gears for one second and talk a little bit about, because I'm really big on safety and I know this sounds boring um Mm. but trust me it's not people yeah um so you know obviously you've you have had instances where people tried to break into your they did yeah they broke into your home like your public person Mm -hmm. you know how has that shaped you are you learning from that like oh yeah yeah I've you know that whole bling ring yeah they broke into my house and it's just, I'm always on alert. No matter where I go, I'm always like looking over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and security and safety, especially with my daughter. And then 
And even when I post sometimes on Instagram, I don't always post in real time. Same. Yeah. So like I might post something and usually when I get in bed at night and I'm good, I got cared about, I'm laying there, I'm like, okay, I got to go through my emails, my yeah. messages, what can I post? Yeah. Um, and I'll post stuff from like two months ago, yeah. but it looks like it was in the day, maybe from that day. So yeah. nobody knows yeah. where I'm at, what I'm doing yeah. always in real time. Yeah. And you know, if I'm at home, sometimes I will, but that's my safe place. Yeah. That's very secure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, cause I had, um, a schizophrenic stalker and he would show up at my old house and he thought we were meant to be together and he would stare into my camera and like, he showed up one time I was coming back from a press junket for into the blue too. I did. And my driver was driving up and I saw him at my door and I was like, oh, keep going, don't stop, go, go. He's like, what? And I was like, don't stop. And the guy turned around and saw us and he started chasing us down the road. And so I had one of the cops cell phone numbers for emergencies and I called and he's like, you gotta call. I'm like, okay, I'll call 911. But I guess at that point it was always like, anytime I called 911, it was like TMZ got it. And it was like this huge thing. So for private matters, I was like, can I just call someone personally if I'm afraid and they could just come over or like yeah. park in front of my house while I get there, like to make sure he's not hiding in the bushes or something. Um, so that scared me a lot. hundred percent. He uh, had knives in his backpack. He had drawings of us saying with poems that we belonged in heaven together. So you know, I had a restraining order against him for 13 to 14 years. And um, and also when I had Kira, when I got pregnant with her, I was like, I'm not staying in this house. No. Like, I'm out of here. Peace out, L.A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything was too accessible yeah. up there. And I moved back down here and it was like way more mellow and safe and more family oriented. Yeah. And um, oh but yeah, with fame, I don't think people realize even on YouTube stars now, and Instagram, you're giving so much information up I and know. people that don't know you do become obsessed with you and yeah. think they know you. And yeah, they, if someone wants to find you, they can find you. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So just be careful and smart about what you post. And yeah. Yeah. Where you go. hundred percent. I mean, I, I do that now as well, where it's like, something will happen earlier on, but then when I'm laying in bed, that's when I post everything yeah. and I don't have a kid, but that's what I, you know, I, I always am doing that now or not leaving a trail or mm -hmm. it's like, I live in this vicinity, but you don't really know exactly where I live. Exactly. You know, you know like yeah. and then I'm, you're not going to find out, you know, and it's yeah. not even to the magnitude of what happened to you, but I had someone follow me home from a speaking engagement once and it changed me forever like forever mm -hmm. of just being conscious and ladies even if you're listen you're not a star on one of these accounts or you know doing that we still have to be yeah. mindful mm -hmm. and like really think about safety yeah. for sure because you just never know no you really don't and yeah. I had to stop watching Law and Order yeah. and all of those shows, yeah. CSI, which I used to love, but I live alone. And so at night I would psych myself out that someone was, you know, what if they come up here and they could get in this? Yeah. So I have all these cameras and this and that, and my yeah. brother lives close, but still it's yeah. like, you know, I was like, 
I can't just live in fear mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. But there are things that you can do to protect yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. And pray a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Turn yes. to your faith and just asking, like, God mm-hmm. can, like, rebuke this spirit of fear over me and you know what I mean like just yeah. get it off me yeah or who it's um archangel it's archangel saint michael yes. for security and, yes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure well I listen like I respect you so much thank you like you are the real deal honey I because you not only have had this like great celebrity fame like that's not even that what what I respect most about you is you have put yourself in service mode and in your easy to read, so entertaining book called Choices, mm-hmm. you bear all to serve others. Mm-hmm. That's a, that just, I want you to sit in on that for a minute. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people want to talk to you about the dating and the drama and the this and the that and the da 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 da, da and all mm-hmm. that stuff is fun. But I take it a step further and I'm like, this woman went on a limb to serve all these other women and to really help us become more courageous and be aware of our choices. And I just want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, when I did the book, I was like, if I'm going to do this, I have to be vulnerable and open. And it was so hard and it took a while to write because I would shut down and be like, I can't do this. I don't want to expose that. Like, why would I expose that? And like some things not everyone needs to know. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I need to talk about things. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I did. I did it to help others and not to feel so they don't feel alone or lost and know that there is light at the end of the tunnel and you can be strong. And, you know, I got a lot of amazing feedback from fans of stories that even when I was going through my divorce and they would see things online, I was getting messages of people explaining what they were going through. Mm. And that also helped me, helped encourage me to write my book because yeah. I was like, I'm writing to each of these people individually. Maybe I should just put it all in one place. Yeah. You know, where yeah. they can all read it and just hopefully it'll help and inspire other people and give them hope and guidance and they can learn from my lessons and, 100%. you know. What's next for you? Well, we are still doing the Hills podcast, the Hills rewatch. Um, That we had a little bit of a setback, but we're going to start up again soon. And then I have two other projects lined up that's in the TV world, um, but I can't say what they are right now. We're still, you know, crossing the T's, dotting the I's and all that. Um, But that and just... I'm actually going to speak on another panel um, in Scottsdale on August 24th. Okay. Um, And just, it's all for women and just, yeah, just interacting and connecting Mm -hmm. and just speaking out from what I've been through and answering questions and... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're a voice for sure. And I'm really excited to see how God's going to continue to use you. Thank you. Yeah. Like, let's go. I know. You know, I pray about it. I'm like, God, what is my purpose? Like, what am I Mm. supposed to do now? Like, where am I going? And I just pray about it and ask for guidance and faith and just to hold my hand and like lead me where I need to go, surround me with the right people. So, well, what, what breaks your heart? 
Gosh, you know, what I've really tapped into lately is the whole child sex trafficking thing. And I have Tim Ballard is so amazing. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I need to. I watched his other documentary a few years ago and that ripped my heart out. And it it made me feel so angry inside. Like I wanted to to help and to fight back for these kids. Mm -hmm. It's just like a cry. But that like really, really touches home where like, I want to kind of help with that. And then, um, yeah, anything with kids, especially after you have a child and it just like, it's a whole different perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And helping other women in my position and teenagers going through hard times, you know, there's nothing really out there for them. Therapy is so expensive nowadays that, kids can't go get the help they need and there's a lot of depression and mental illness and it'd be really cool to start something with a bunch of professionals that are doing it out of their their hearts yeah not for money just to help these kids and give them guidance Mm, beautiful lean into that yeah I always say like and that's how I found my purpose is figuring out what broke my heart Mm -hmm. and that's like really pulls me to like live that charged life to serve at such a higher level yeah it's always coming back to that yeah for sure yes i think just the teenagers you know helping any way i can with i mean i give a lot to charities with the sex trafficking and then um just women that need help that Mm. they're they're stuck in positions they feel stuck in with bad men and you know they don't they feel like they don't have a way out and that's Mm -hmm. why they stay, but there is Mm -hmm. a way out. And I just feel like they need guidance to the right people and places. What would you say to a woman right now that is in a shit storm of a relationship? You know, they, they probably feel isolated and alone and scared because that's all they know and what they're used to. And if they have kids, you know, that's their normal. They're afraid to be left alone or to be on their own. But there's so many women like that out there Mm -hmm. that just Google or talk to someone. Once you open up and you make a friend, that's all it takes is talking to someone. Yeah, and admitting it. Admitting it, yeah. Yeah. And just wanting that help. Whatever you kind of put out there and talk about and really want, it'll come to you. You just have to want it. That's right. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, where can people find you? Um, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Audrina Patridge. Yeah. And my book is available on Amazon yes. or Target or wherever you can buy books. Um, and I, yeah, everything Twitter or yeah. threads. 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 I know we're, <laughs> we're learning the thread game up in here. Oh, well, <laughs> let's go to church. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah, so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah.